as I said, I was going to produce, like, several more. I'm probably going to do, like, as many as I can today. So, at least I'm able to. <laughs> Ugh. Nasty. Nasty stuff on my computer. Literally, I'm doing this with regular headphones, which is kind of ironic. Because they actually don't give that, that bad of a sound. Sound quality, compared to other headphones that I've used. But once I make more money, which is, like... Once I get paid again, once I'm able to balance out my bills, because a lot of things kind of got messed up in the process, because I had to move for reasons and a bunch of other stuff, and, well, yeah, so, it's like I'm trying to get better at, I want to be able to actually set up a full podcasting, like a small little thing for myself in my house, but I haven't been able to do that right now, because you gotta start from somewhere. And it's kind of one of those things where you're going to think about it. It's like, where, how are you going to start and just go with it? Just don't stop doing it. And if people don't like it, people don't like it. Like, <laughs> my first day, I got two people on this podcast. And I was like, eh, give it like a week and probably no one's going to like it. And it was one of those things where you don't realize until after you start doing it that I look at my little thing on my freaking uh podcasting little thing I have and it's so ironic that I, within the first day I got two people then the first week I got four people and I still have a set amount of people and it's those things that I've realized and it's like I look back at it especially when I get depressed every once in a while and I was battling some of my own demons here and there and it was like I realized that I have people literally listening to my podcast for whatever reason like whether i'm speaking truth to you whether i'm just you know just get your mind off something and you're just like yeah yeah this podcast isn't that long it's not like 30 it's not like 35 45 80 minutes like freaking three hours worth of talking i don't i could talk for hours don't get me wrong i try to segment it into no more than no no max no more than a max of 30 minutes because if I do too long, I get too side. It's I get sidetracked really easily because I'm able to talk about a lot because my mind is literally at like a million miles an hour. My mom swears I probably have ADHD or ADD or something because it's me and my mom. We sit down and we could have a conversation, right? It's funny. We could be talking about something on TV that we saw, then we'll talk about something about history, and then all of a sudden we're talking about aliens. We're talking about how America shouldn't this their time and it just becomes everything and it's just like are you kidding me I just went out here just grabbed something to eat or drink and it became a four five six hour session of talking and it's those things in my life that I I guess I realized that I can't do with my wife really because I annoy my wife and I can't sit there and talk about random subjects like that because she gets annoyed <laughs> and I guess I miss that part where I could just be like, talk about random shit. I guess this is why I kind of put my mind into podcasting just a little bit and try to organize it. But this is just a video about just a little bit of random because, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I probably fucked up the order of my stuff anyways because I don't think I realized that it was the right season or the right episode, regardless if it is or isn't. Fucking, I'll fix it once I go back and realize that I'm going to do these first. Then I'll fix the organization and all that. 
But no, like I created a Discord server because Discord, you get real time feedback. If I'm not do, if I'm not like busy at work or something, you can literally send a message and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'll freaking respond. I'm not one of those people that's gonna like ignore you. If you ask me a question, you're like, "Hey, you ignored me." You should be like, "Hey, I asked a question." And be like, "Okay, what was it?" And I probably didn't see it or I saw it. and I was busy. I'm a busy motherfucker. <laughs> I really am. Between kids, a wife, my job, trying to go back to school trying to get promoted um there's a lot i have on my own plate that i deal with but at the same time i'm also dealing with my own demons my own thoughts my own thought processes and all these things and it's a challenge because i have because like i said my dad was a soldier and i've watched my dad because he has severe ptsd where he gets angry at little stuff back when he was in the military like there was things that he would that, that like my children do that my dad would have gotten mad at me for doing like back in that time frame and it's where i've learned a lot realizing that the military pounds a lot of stress into an individual because they literally are let me put this first let me put this first this has to be first mission first mission first mission first mission mi yeah, I, 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 I. You don't get a break, and a lot of families end up in divorce because they can't handle that. Because when the soldier is trying to take care of their family, leadership is like, no. And they think, oh, well, it's your fault. You're not standing up for it. Well, we, <laughs> we as family don't fully understand the process until we're actually in it. And then we understand, and then we're like, oh, we fucked up. But the best thing to do, for, especially for soldiers, is to still support them. And unfortunately, people do change when it comes to war and all these other things. But if they're not willing to change, for example, like some soldiers, when they go to war, they see some horrible things, horrible things, and then they become this evil human being that wants to beat their spouses and their children and their dogs and all these other things. And it becomes a whole ordeal. And then they try to figure out, well, why didn't you do this? They couldn't speak up because of it. Like, it's hard to literally say the person you love has changed into something that they weren't supposed to change into, and now they're doing these things. And it hurts. It destroys. It hurts, and it does all these things to you. And honestly, the best thing sometimes to do is not get emotional, but to literally stand there and be like, look, I've supported you throughout everything you've done. You've supported this family with the job you're in. You have done all these things. This is what you need to do, what I believe you should do. And if you don't, I support you in your decision and we should, I'm going to walk away for a little bit until you can get your head on right. And it's one of those things that you have to understand. If, if you spend a day without your significant other, like for an example, not with work, not with anything. And I say this to a lot of, my friends because they're like well whenever i gave relationship advice they're always like well why do you always give this advice and i'm like i'm smarter than i put out to be but at the same time i'm also dumb to not listen to my own advice and it's ironic and it's because people in relationships if you want a relationship to work yes there should be time for you yourself and your spouse but there should be time with your spouse too, because if you just neglect your spouse altogether, like, oh, well, I spend time with you when you drive or when we go to the store. That's not really spending time with them. That's because you have to go do something. 
Spending time with them is saying, you know what, I'm not gonna be on my phone, I'm not gonna do this, let's, come on, let's watch a movie. Or let's go play a video game together. That's still considered some form of a fun time. Everyone has their different wants and different needs. And it's come to my realization that whenever it came to somebody wanting something else from another person, like because of cheating, it's because of, well, um, people cheat because either their wants are not met, their needs are not met, or it's because they feel that, that they're fearful about something and they can't openly express it, so they go back to a habit that they know how to do. And this is just going to be random, random fun relationship to just random crap I've been learning myself. Because some of it I did myself. Some of it I'm not proud of. Some of it I'm still working on myself. It's The problem is, is when it comes to a lot of people, though, is no one's willing to admit when they're wrong. It's because a lot of people's defense mechanism is, it's your fault, it's your fault. And that's a defense. It's okay to have a defense. People need to take a step back and realize, recognize that you're being defensive. Recognize that, no, I need to stop doing this because if you're being defensive, then the other person gets defensive and then it becomes two people defending themselves for something that shouldn't be defended about. Like for an example, my wife sometimes gets defensive on uh, certain topics that she has to feel like she has to express herself and she has to get defensive about. I'm like, why are you getting defensive? Because I feel like I have to defend what I want with you. Why? Here's, here's how I view it. If you're gonna get defensive over something like that, then you need to stop and think about why are you getting defensive? Like really, why are you getting fully defensive about it? You shouldn't get defensive over something you believe in. Well, I mean, you should defend it, but you shouldn't sit there and be like, well, I'm gonna defend it because this makes sense because I'm gonna make sure you understand. You're not making sure I understand you're poking a bear. You're forcing what you want down my throat even if I don't like it. That's not how that works. And people need to understand when you're upset, you're angry, there's a lot of words that you don't remember and there's a lot of things you don't remember. For an example, something my wife did whenever she was upset was she told me I had to do, if I didn't like it, then she'll walk out that door for an example. Something, something along the line, something happened, but she, I'm just going with that. She said that if I didn't like it, then basically she would leave me and take the time she needed to figure things out rather than sticking, trying to actually just stop what she's doing and realizing, no, it's wrong. Be like, oh, I'm doing something that can destroy something and then continue forward. And it's those things that people need to realize that marriages end because either one person doesn't care enough to continue fighting or the other one feels like it's ended because of fear and emotions and all these things. And men don't open up about their feelings because we were taught from a very young age, suck it up, you're fine. <laughs> Nothing matters but freaking making sure everyone else is good. And even with my wife to this day, she, every time I try to talk to her about my, even my own feelings, it's, I get shut down and she doesn't realize she's shutting me down. And then I stop talking about my feelings because She's not sitting there just acknowledging my feelings. She's instead making me feel like I'm wrong for the feeling or because she has this idea that I'm attacking her because I tend to come off as a little aggressive, especially when I get a little emotional. She's not understanding I'm being emotional because that's the only way I know how to be emotional. To show some form of emotion is anger. 
or some form of this. When I show sadness, I feel like I'm being weak. But if I show anger, you don't want to listen. And it's like nothing I do doesn't really matter. So how am I supposed to express my feelings towards you? So I try to sound monotoned or I try to sound basically almost how my wife likes to say, is that pissed off you? No, that's me just trying to be monotone so you don't get emotion, so you don't take it the wrong way. Because I can't express how I feel without you taking things the wrong way instead of just sitting there and listening. Because that's what a couple should do is actually sit down and actually just, you know what? You don't get upset, you don't get angry, you don't have anything. You talk, not a word. Acknowledge it saying yes there is a problem problem because the more you sit there and say well oh he's emotionless he's angry all the time and all these things why is he angry what's got him so stressed out <laughs> like men are so easy creatures like people don't realize like we're stressed out show me your boobies oh i'm super stressed out that i'm just coming home throwing a fit take me in that room fuck me for like 20 minutes or like however long it takes me and then send me on my way there is nothing more than I need. <laughs> like, people don't realize, men are so such easy creatures. If you just give us love, affection, and a little bit of sex, and a little bit of something to relieve ourselves with, <laughs> oh, please. It's too easy. And then there's always, like, the, you'll get those certain people who are like, oh, well, uh, all men care about is sex. No. Sex is the easiest way to relieve stress without loaning a shitload of money. <laughs> That's the thing. Because my stress relievers are not just video games, it's going out shooting guns, it's playing around with stuff that I can't afford. And my wife, I love her to death, she tells me all the time that I want all these expensive things, and I'm like, yeah, I do, because it's, it's not about swiping the car that satisfies me. Actually, that freaking irritates me that I have to swipe a card or put my card in a chip, and it's like, I just lost this much money. So if I didn't have to pay for everything I had to pay for, oh, I'd be rich right now. Oh my God. But that's not the point. It's the things I want to do, I can't afford right now because I'm prioritizing my family and everything else. I can't have fun at a range because I want to be able to take my wife to the range too. She went to the range with me once and she actually enjoyed it. I want to be able to have her understand if I'm gone or something, she's able to take one my my weapons at home and be able to defend herself and this family with. I want to teach my kids that they can do the same and understand all these things. And it's so difficult because <laughs> it's expensive. So I can't relieve I can't relieve myself in the cheaper ways. So what's free? Oh, sex. Five, ten minutes of doing something, twenty minutes at most to enjoy something and enjoy it, enjoy it, and then finally be done. Like, it's the easiest thing that a man can get. It's one of the easiest things anyone can get. And it's like, people are like, oh, well, men only did this. Only want sex. <laughs> First off, understand the man. There's a lot of men that just want sex for sex. That's understandable. Then you get fuckboys or guys who used to be good who turn into a fuckboy and all these things because they were hurt one time and then they... They fear loving another person because they fear that what if it happens again? For as long as that what if plays in their brain, they're going to be destructive and toxic because they don't want that to happen. So they've already played out the scenario because some of those guys end up being overthinkers like me and I've already hurt myself 6,000 times in five minutes. So I already know the outcome before it happens because I already think of every last possible scenario.
And then you, and then we end up hurting ourselves because we think of the worst scenario first rather than the possibility of the good scenario because we've only ever been taught the worst. And it's one of those things that you can't change out of those person's mind. The only thing you can do is constantly reassure them and be like, hey, look, I'm not going anywhere. Hey, look, don't. Reassurance helps a lot. Because how you view me is going to be different how I view myself. I will constantly change myself because I don't like what I am or what I'm doing. And I know what I want out of my life, but I can't do everything I want out of my life because I have to prioritize everything else. If I had things my way, I wouldn't be in the job I'm in right now. I'd be in college and I'd be doing things, but I have to support this family, so I'm still in the job I'm in to support the family. And maybe, and who knows, in the next five years, I might be out of this job doing another job that I actually do enjoy. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to do. I'm still young. There's not things that I want to do, like, freaking relationship-wise. But, you know. And no matter what people say is, everyone's like, you're complicated. You're this. You're that. Men are not really complicated. Let me actually explain this to everyone right now. Men are not actually complicated. Once you actually understand why we are becoming what we're becoming, then you'll realize why the things are happening. Good guys are normally the friends that girls friend zone. The good guys normally end up losing because we sacrifice ourselves for everyone else. And when we actually care, even though we're in a marriage, if we truly care, like for example, I love my wife and I'll do everything for my wife. I care about her to the point where I, I don't care if she was to literally s throw divorce papers in front of me. If that's really what she wanted, I'd do whatever made her happy. Even though that would hurt me, destroy me, everything. Because at the end of the day, her happiness beats mine. Because I can't be happy until she's happy. Because those are one of those things you have to sacrifice. And <laughs> it's those things that people need to realize is when it comes down to a lot of things is good guys lose because we're always friend zoned. Or we talk about our feelings or we talk about certain things and women want that and then a year or two down the road, they don't want us no more. All because we're too much to handle because we only ask for really one thing. We just need somebody there at our corner. Like recently, I lost one of my good friends because he decided to fall for my wife and he was my best friend of over 10 years and he decided to do that to me and it still puts a level of trust that I can't put in anyone else because I've trusted him with so much shit out of my life and it's like, I can't trust him. Who can I trust? And he was one of the few people that I knew if you told me six months ago and asked me, could you trust him with your life? Could you trust him with all these things? I could say yes, and now I can't say that. And it's those things that people need to realize is even sometimes your best friend will stab you in the back or hurt you, but it's what you do with it. Like for an example, is it like, are you gonna sit there and uh, gonna allow him to continue? Or are you gonna sit there and, and try to talk to him about it? Well, if he's not willing to talk about it, he's not willing to admit his own faults. And until he's ready to admit to his own faults, it's never going to get solved. And I'm sorry, I kind of made this into a relationship video. How is this about the United States? Well, because this is a lot of United States men and women and just people in general. Might make one just off topic.
fuck it, who cares? And my dog is being loud because he's a pain in the butt. And she, but thank you guys, I'll see you in the next one.